Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you like the great outdoors? Are you or are you looking to be a master bow hunter, king of the hill in archery? You're in the right place. Welcome to Bow Hunter Planet. It's the Bow Hunter Planet podcast, recorded live in the BHP Studios, Detroit, Michigan, with your host, Team BHP. The Bow Hunter Planet podcast is proudly presented by Vanguard Outdoors. Visit vanguardworld.us to learn more about Vanguard's amazing products and how they can help you as a hunter. Whether it's binos, tripods, rifle scopes, spotting scopes, or pioneer backpacks, Vanguard really has what you need to help yourself succeed in the woods. The podcast is also presented by Rax Inc., makers of the best bow hangers on the market. From Matthews, PSC, Bowtech, and much more, Rax Inc. offers you the right bow hanger for the right moment. Oh, no, yeah, they also have a bow hunter plant one, too. So get your BHP Custom Rax Inc. online today at raxinc.com. Again, that's R-A-X-X-I-N-C.com. So tonight's all about survival, as Laura has mentioned, and it's just her and I right now. We had a little change-up, so I we are broadcasting. <laughs> I am controlling the computer at the same time, so she nicely hosted us in so anyway uh thanks for joining us we're gonna have one camera for right now until we get our broadcasting people back in and uh from there we can go from there but what i'm gonna do is pull my phone out for questions if you guys have any you can go ahead and drop them in so i pulled up bear grills on the uh on the computer now most people might say eh, i don't know about bear grills or whatever and that's cool i'm I, there's no one specific uh you know what i don't know if this actually it's not right <laughs> And we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, we're here. Okay, we're back. We're here. Sorry right. about that. <laughs> Welcome to the okay. podcast. We did the intro in with no audio, so apologize for that. We are back. <laughs> we got it. And I apologize. We had a last literally split-second change up here in the studio, and yep. the broadcaster had to leave because someone hit his car. <laughs> so I apologize. Well, but we are here, <laughs> and uh, we are human, so there's going to be mistakes, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So we're rolling. I think you guys can hear us now. Um, and all right. So yeah. Laura so, yeah. introed us in, and what she said basically is, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I had to take care of tonight. <laughs> today we're talking about survival and safety, uh, safety and emergencies in the field. Uh, we need to be clear on, you know, what to do and all that. So I pulled mm-hmm. up Bear Grylls here. Uh, I understand that most people... Might not think Bear Girls is the best person ever for survival, whatever. That's cool. I don't care. I just, I just threw him up there because he's a survivor yeah. type. Good example, dude. like the extreme situations that you know, you most hunters will probably not encounter. Yeah. But 
<laughs> things happen. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen. That's part exactly. of this conversation that we thought would be fun and definitely want you guys to chime in with questions and, uh, you know, let's chat about it type stuff. But um, in there, um, so so safety. So the things that I think about is are you are you prepared? And that's that's the question. Yeah. Do you have what you need? When you're in the forest, whether you're hunting, hiking, fishing, climbing Mount Everest, which is another podcast we just <laughs> did talking about Everest, so it's pretty yeah. funny. Um, do you have the tools to, to survive, to survive yeah. if needed? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about those tools a minute. Uh, Kevin will be joining us here in a minute here. We just had, a, like I said, a little issue out there. All right, here, we're all back now. All right. Yeah. Now everything's working <laughs> without me running back and forth. <laughs> So let me uh, let me get you hooked in there, uh, right? A little car accident up front. <laughs> yeah, we're good now. We're good. So uh, we just we just introed in the survival uh, one. Um, that's all set over there. That one, the left one's good. No, we're all set there. Um, so we introed in the survivor one, and uh, we're basically now just talking about um, are you are you prepared to survive? Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Most of us go out hunting. Typically, you're going to go out. You know, you might be hunting a farm or a small piece of property, and you're mm -hmm. probably not going to run into any trouble. But what about those times you're not when you mm -hmm. decide to take that trip out west? Or, like, I go hunting in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and there have been some hunts that I've been on that... Things didn't go quite right. <laughs> yeah, you know what? When I was young, I used to put on a backpack and take off in the morning, and I would come back at night. And, mm -hmm. and literally, I would be out in the wilderness... If something were to happen and I couldn't get back or something yeah. like that. Did they know exactly where your stand was or well, anything? Well, and that was, that was the thing. I was young and stupid, you know. Mm -hmm. I would take off and they would have a general idea which direction I was going. But you know yeah. what? If I got on a deer trail or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I'll tell you a story. So I went out and I was hunting. And this is lesson learned. I went out early in the morning just at daybreak. And there was this, like, it's it's pretty back then it was wilderness up there there was mm -hmm. not a lot of, i could go out hunting and walk for five miles and not see another person so i crossed over this beaver dam which was a quarter mile long of getting across a beaver dam and i decided to set up i had found an area where i found some scrapes and stuff and it was like in a swamp mm -hmm. i went into the swamp and this is just at daybreak i sat down set up to hunt and i hunted till about 11 o'clock <laughs> In the meantime, it snowed like it always does up there. Mm -hmm. So all my tracks were covered. No big deal. I had my compass on my coat, right? I looked down. My compass is gone. Oh. I was carrying one of those compasses that you wear on your coat, the little one. ball. Lesson number one. I always, from that day on, I carried two compasses, one in my pocket Smart. and one on mm -hmm. my coat. I always had one in my pocket. So I'm figuring, you know what, I've been hunting here for a while, I know, but but when you're in a, a, a swamp with blowdowns everywhere. It all looks the same. And it? now it's daylight instead of, I'm like, okay, well, I can figure this out. So I get up, I start walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I'm like, man, I should be out by now. Come across some footprints. I'm like, dang, man, those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> so now this goes on for a while. And probably a couple hours go by and I'm still not out of the swamp. Oh, boy. And it's like, holy cow, you know, I really thought I would be That's out of here by now. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, then all of a sudden that feeling starts coming over to you. A like panic. Like, holy cow, I, I'm, I'm kind of lost here, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, so anyway, finally I said, okay, 
sit down and think. And that's rule number one. When you're out somewhere and you're in a survival situation and you're lost or whatever it is, don't panic. First thing you got to do is sit down. So I sat down. I said, I think I said, okay, let me, let me figure this out. You know, it's now getting to be around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. The sun's mm-hmm. starting to go down. I go, okay, the sun's going okay. down in the west. Mm-hmm. And then, so I had to sit in my mind and think about the map because yeah. I was a little bit orientated to where I was in relationship to the road I had walked in. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so if the sun is at my back and I'm – west of the road i know i gotta go east keep the sun at your back and keep moving like that and and then finally i finally got to the road and i was like oh thank god you know by time i got by time i got now by this time it's snowing like a blizzard too yeah i mean it was coming down in fact i got to the uh beaver dam now i had to cross the beaver dam it's starting to get you know, it's already starting to get dusk and everything. But I screwed up my whole hunt. You know, I'm not worried about. <laughs> now, now I'm not worried about hunting. I just want to get back to where I know I'm at. You know, so I get over across this beaver dam, and then my buddy's waiting there. He's like, "Where the heck have you been?" You? And I go, "Oh man," I said, "Let me tell you." So, lesson number two: lessons learned. Don't panic, and and start thinking, and carry. Always have a compass in your pocket, and then. Another big lesson that I learned from my friend Dan, who spent 13 months in the jungle in Vietnam, and they did a lot of work at night and compass stuff and everything, he said, trust your compass. Because hmm. so many times you'll be looking at that compass and you'll be like, this can't this be right. feel right, yeah. yeah. can't be right. He goes, don't go with your gut feeling, go with your <laughs> yeah. compass every time. Yeah. For sure. I've been lost a couple of times, it's scary. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it yeah. was Brian. I got lost. We he bought this uh, Garmin Magellan. It was the first one that ever oh, came out. One go. of the first ones, and it didn't work by like a normal. Like you think of it, you think of a um, GPS system, a handheld. You think of a map, right? Or mm-hmm. it tracks your. Tra- it didn't do that. It was a compass. Yeah. That's it, and it it all it did. I can't remember how it worked, but it was something about like it it if you're going the right way, it blinked. If you weren't, it didn't blink. It was oh. something really like. Re- yeah. Actually, you know what? <laughs> I gotta have him bring it. We gotta put it on the show. <laughs> I got. He's still got it. I know he's got it. So I gotta have him bring it here to show you guys. But it was so. How and he's like, "Oh, I got this GPS. This thing was two hundred bucks at the time. This is like ninety eight, right?" He's yeah. like, "This is the best thing ever." And uh, it must have been the very first version they ever did, you know. And so <laughs> we take it out to the state land, and the next thing I know, we're like, "Dude, we've been out here for like." three hours where are we of course it's this way right you know no 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 it's that way no 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 it's this way right this argument you know well the, the gps thing says this way but the, he didn't understand it and that was the other issue i'm sure it actually worked fine it just it was so weird and like it didn't it was nothing like you would think yeah mm-hmm. um and then i think it was it really was a long time after that before i actually carried a compass because it was actually kevin who talked to me he's like you should just have one in your pack. You got to have a compass. That's the silliest thing I ever heard. Da, da, da. And I'm like thinking like, you know, he goes to the UP a lot. I should probably carry right, a compass. Right. Like, yeah. especially out there, like, man, if you get lost there, you could walk for a hundred miles and not see a person see or a road. road yeah. person, I mean, yeah. you literally could die. Like you are not like where I go in the state land, you're not going to die. You're going to get out, but you got to keep walking a straight line. If you can walk a straight line, you're getting you're out, fine. but you're going to, f- that's what ended up happening. We ended up finding like a, well, actually what really happened is we ended up, well, it was so bad. we my uncle always taught me. He's like, if you ever get lost there, if you come to the river, just follow the river. It'll take you out. 
no matter which way you take it, just stay on going one way and you will hit a road. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. And sure enough, it worked. Like we followed the river and it was suck though. Cause you know, if you, we went in here and the river goes like this, you know? Yeah. So of course you hit this and you're going all the way <laughs> out of your way. And we were like around. miles down the road from where mm-hmm. we started. We had to walk the road all the way back to the car. <laughs> yeah. It was very embarrassing. It was like a <laughs> after day, day after walk, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Well, and that's it. You know, it's like, you know, but at least you calmed down and figured something out. Correct. And that's mm-hmm. the biggest But that thing. nerve, right? Like, I remember I was, uh, we were at the 20 acres uh, that we used to lease from Sean up in the Thumb area, same area where I got lost. But I took Connor there with your UTV one day to work on the woods. I'm like, oh, let's, I'll take Connor. We'll go for a ride out there. You know, we'll, you know. So here I am. I'm on that land. This is only 20 acres, but, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of how it went down. So I'm riding around with him on the UTV. We're cutting little poplars down. Whatever's in the way, I'm trying to make a path. I'm trying to get the UTV from the front of the property all the way to the back. That's my goal. Like, I want to be able to ride down there so if we get a deer, we can ride out. Mm -hmm. So I get about halfway, and I realize that's not going to happen. Like, there's, like, down trees that are, you know, covering the landscape. And um, and so then, uh, you know, what what ended up happening is – I got to a point, we got off and walked, we walked in, me and Connor, and at the time he was probably two, you know, and we're walking, and the next thing I know, I'm turned around, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) and I didn't see the UTV anymore, like, I couldn't find that, I'm like, okay, you remember I had that tree stand in the back, Mm -hmm. that's where I was trying to go to, and now I got turned around, so now I'm sideways. That's some thick woods, too. And that's what happened, so then I got him, and I'm like, oh my God, this is not good. (laughs) I'm like, you stay right there, and I move like ten yards away, so I can still see him. But I'm trying to look, you know, because I don't want to take him into the stick stuff. And I walk back, and I want to leave him. And then I'm like, now I'm getting nervous because I'm like, oh, it's like four o'clock, you know, p.m. And I'm dark, thinking, yeah. I don't want to be out here. There's coyotes. I know there's coyotes out here. I got a little two year old. I didn't tell Shannon the story. <laughs> so I'm like, she's gonna hear it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she don't listen. Hopefully. So I I ended up picking him up and. um carrying them which was hard now i'm getting nervous you know i'm like my heart's pounding i'm like i gotta get out of here and what do i do you know it's not like i can just call you and be like hey come get me you're two hours away by the time you get there it's still dark and there's coyotes out here Mm -hmm. so anyway long story short um i ended up i don't know what happened but i just ended up picking up and walking in a direction i ran to the utv i was like oh then i knew then all of a sudden everything came back to me where i was where i was facing Mm -hmm. you know i was like what is that thing i'm like what's the utv i'm like what the heck (laughs) and you know ends up being like east you know of me and then now i could figure out everything right away and it's just exactly where you were but that's a good a good a good point though do you know the land you're on are you are you mark is there markers that can help you if in the case that you get lost or something happens Mm -hmm. do you have anything on that land that can help you like a pie that's way up in a tree or anything or a pea like a are you looking at something that has a special tree that is so big that you know it's a big oak and you know where you're at yeah mm-hmm. this is now like in the state land i hunt where i used to hunt when i was a kid the main area i knew where everything was based on the pine rows i could f- see the pine rows from any direction and i yeah. knew oh there's that the car's on the other side of the pine rows i know where i'm at instantly mm-hmm. and now this land we didn't i didn't know i didn't have that marker in my head and that messed me up and yeah. but it's that simple but um speaking of which so the things you should carry in the woods and i brought up a picture it's hard to see i think on here but i did go to gerbergear.com just to show you guys some stuff but um they have a tinder box, which is basically a match box that's waterproof. You should definitely carry matches if you can. You just don't know 
when you're going to need to, um, you know, light a fire and, and keep warm if it gets cold. You should carry these things in your pack. That's the only reason I'm showing them to you. Yeah. We're not endorsed by Gerber or anything like that. It doesn't matter if you buy Gerber or something else. You should carry these type of things with you um, when you're out there. You should always have some sort of little knife, um, a flint of some sort, a fire starter, preferably matches because, to be honest, if you if you don't practice a flint a lot, yeah. you might have a hard time, even though I'd still carry one just for a long shot if you uh -huh. need it. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely carry some sort of match system. A lot of times they put matches in here, like in these things here, um, in flashlights and things like that. You might not even yeah. know they're there sometimes. But if you get the survival type, you should always have a whistle. doesn't matter what this stuff costs is my point. You should buy this. Don't worry about the cost because it's an emergency point. And put this in, the kit of this should be in every pack you have. Mm -hmm. So if, you're, if you take out a pack a lot or have a Ziploc that you know is a safety only, has bandages, um, things like this, yeah. compasses, you should carry two compasses, like Kevin said, pin one to your pack and put one in a zipper in your pack that's gone. You know, you don't even worry about it. I, that's how mine is. I keep one just, it's a good one too. Yeah. I paid more money because yeah. I was nervous about that because I had cheap one, it didn't work. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm going to buy the military grade one just uh -huh. to be safe. And I think it was like 30, 40 bucks. It wasn't cheap, that's but bad though. Yeah. I, mean, I have it forever. It's not yeah. like it's a kind that you're going to, it's going to get cheaper, you know, fall yeah. apart over time. It's got metal, aluminum mm -hmm. and yeah. stuff. You're listening to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast, powered by Vanguard Outdoors. Let nature surround you and be a part of this amazing heritage of bow hunting. Now, on to the show. And a lot depends on, too. Oh, see, they even already have it. For how you. much, how much yeah. are you traveling and doing, you know, where are you going to be? Do you need yeah. to be able to stay overnight out there you know like that's a good point uh those you can carry those emergency blankets and an emergency poncho yeah, heat, heat, body heat in. and yeah you know i mean and one of the things that i i do a lot of times now is they they have these like they're like bracelets things that are paracord oh nice i, I always wear those that. i always wear one of those now when i'm hiking or Smart. hunting or whatever yeah, then you got how much rope is normally within there's, one of those there's things? like 30 feet of rope or something mm -hmm. like that wow. you know and yeah, it's just, it's on a, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's on a little bracelet that, that if you need it, it's there, yeah, you know. Yeah, you take it apart and use it. But, yeah, just the, you know, you may have to stay overnight. You might break an ankle, and now you got to figure out, okay, I can't walk back, mm -hmm. you know. And then what are the main things you need to do, you know? Well, well you know, what they say is in survival situations, it's shelter, then uh, water, then fire, then wood. Okay. And I think f for me, fire and water kind of go together because yeah. uh, you kind of need the fire. Oh, to yeah. Speaking that. of that. But yeah. So there you go. There's yeah, a, you're going to talk about yeah, these. So there's one of the things I carry now when I'm going, like, one of the things that I'm doing now besides hunting is I like to go to national parks and mm -hmm. I hike. And I usually carry one of these, uh, this so. company Sawyer makes these mini uh, filters. Nice. This thing, will, look how big it is. This could go yeah. in your pack, and it'll filter up to 100,000 gallons of water. So you could be out there, and, you know, I mean, they say you could, you know, last without water for about 48 hours. Food, you might be able to go a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Shelter, you may not make it through the night if you don't know how yeah. to make or build a shelter, mm -hmm. you know. So, um, you know, and one of the things I recommend is. Oh, uh, that's a different one, huh? Yeah, that's a, a little bigger one. The survival spring, you know this. Um, is that by Sawyer? Or did you bring by that? No, one? this is. I believe this is Sawyer also. And uh, 
We got a knife there. Open this up. We're not in survivor mode yet. We don't have a knife. <laughs> Here we, go. We, always, we always got a knife. We got a knife somewhere. <laughs> so this is some kind of a... You know what we should do for a test? We could cut Laura's go. hair survivor and use that for survivor anyway. cord. <laughs> this is my Alexa, Alexa Pure Survivor Spring. And, you know. You suck to, you so put it in the water? You suck right, like suck the I think we should do a test. Do you want me to pee in a cup? Toilet. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, something like this, like if you threw this in your pack... Now, look how small this one is compared to that, though. Yeah. Not, not endorsing anybody here, yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, do 100,000 gallons. That's crazy. I would Seriously, we, we should actually test it in a video. Yeah. I am curious, to be honest, at how, if it really works. Yeah. I will make Carter do it since he's youngest, <laughs> if, in case someone gets sick. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, so you go out. you got to stay overnight. You're going to need shelter. If you got, like, one of those warming blankets with you, you can make, you know, a quick little lean-to or something mm -hmm. like that with you know, with branches and leaves and, yep. and, you know, sometimes, you know, you may be out in the daytime, it might be 60, 70 degrees, but at night it's going down to, it's dropping quick. you know, yeah. close to 30 or something like that, or you might even be getting cold. You need to be able to get, get in there and get yeah, warm, you know. For sure. And like you said, though, you should really base it depending on where you're going. So I don't know if you guys, where you guys are out there hunting, uh, let us know. I definitely love to hear it. But, you know, we hunt mainly in Michigan. Don't need, I don't think we need a ton. You're, I mean, yeah. Upper Peninsula is probably the most vast area mm -hmm. in Michigan yeah. that you could really, I mean, in the wintertime, you could have a big problem. In the spring, there's wolves. I mean, there's yeah. things that can hurt you, bear yep. and wolves up there. Not grizzly by any means, but. Um, well, any, I, was, I was out in South Dakota. I mean, we were out there, and you think about it, like, I mean, we didn't see a lot of other people out there. Right? Yeah. We were, you're out there, and it wasn't. So if your car breaks down, yeah, you know. I mean, you could stay in your car overnight if the weather's right. But now, if if it's getting down below freezing, your car may not be your best option. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, or at least, you know, definitely not running it. You might end up carbon monoxide yourself or something. Mm -hmm. For sure. So. I think, uh, and so we also, um, we brought some other stuff to talk about. Uh, Sawyer sent us some stuff. That's why we have a lot of Sawyer, but um, not specific to Sawyer. I mean, it doesn't really matter who does this, but... Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the repellents because yeah. you were making comments yeah, about Yeah, like one like, of the things I, I like watching a lot of these survival shows and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And one of the things that happens is these people get tore up by bugs. Mosquitoes and stuff. Yeah. So um, one of the products that w I've used, like when I go bear hunting and stuff, is uh, permethrin. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. Sawyer makes. Mm -hmm. And so you put it on your clothes. You put it on your clothes and it'll. Uh, it dries on there. You don't put it on your body. You put mm -hmm. it on your clothes. And it'll last for, like, a, over a month. Nice. You can wash your clothes, like, six times, and it still oh, works. It stays in there. And, like, last year I was hunting in Quebec, Canada in the spring. First time I've done a spring bear hunt. Mm -hmm. And the black flies were crazy. But you know what? They were flying all around me, but none of, them were, none of them were landing on me. Now does... Does it affect, like, would you be able to get scented by the, well, you are hunting bear at that time, I was right? hunting so bear, and they say they bear did. has got, like, the most, the best nose of anything, and I was They'd 15 yards away from bears and watching them for. them at all. No, they, I was watching them for, I mean, I watched at least four or five bears for an hour a piece, some, yeah. some of them, you know, they just film it, you know, and they didn't, they didn't win me once, hmm. you know, so. Um, and there was a couple times the wind was blowing that direction, you know, so I was kind of worried about it. Yeah. 
but you know, the, I, I had the dead downwind scent stuff on me, and I had this was on my clothes and and nothing. So, you know, then they do make a repellent that you put on your skin. Your skin it's like too. a lotion. So, I mean, I would always recommend if you're hunting, you may not want to put this on you when you're hunting because yeah. you want to keep the scent down. But if you're lost in the woods at night, you know, this is, this is pretty small. You put it in your pack. <laughs> and instead of getting chore, you know, especially when the when it comes dark and the mosquitoes and everything come out, mm -hmm. you know, you could put some on and make it through the night without being, you know, getting eat, all bit up. eaten up, you know. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's just... You know, some of my ideas about yeah. keeping safe out there. You know? I mean, they have stuff like, you know, they have pots and pans. They got little things. I mean, it just depends what you're doing. You know, yep. if you're spending yeah. overnight, you know, doing things, you know, in the field, you definitely should have this. Most people probably already do that mm -hmm. are out west and spend the night in the field. I mean, people do some really cool stuff, man. And, like, one of the things I think is really unique is that the people who, like, uh, backpack overnight through, mm -hmm. the like, the west. And uh, I think that's really cool. Like, mm -hmm. I, I would love to do that. Not alone by any means. But, <laughs> you know, they, they yeah. build the fire. They sleep right next to the fire. It mm -hmm. seems very fun to me. I, obviously, it could turn dangerous. But I think if you have – I think if you have the right – tool set including a weapon i think i'd be okay with that you know um, a lot of people do that for like elk hunting too don't they back yeah back for out? sure They've set yeah up camp and yep you know, i think it would be yeah so they go they go out by horses even yeah. stuff mm -hmm. you know well yep. who's used to say you're not five miles out there and your horse gets lame yeah oh yeah mm -hmm. i mean i you know <laughs> or a bear attacks the that's, horse yeah. <laughs> that's the big thing is you know number one be orientated to where you are have a compass let everybody know where you are mm -hmm. and 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 have a time frame set up. If I don't, if I'm not back by, yep, by this time, come looking for me because yep. something's wrong. Something's you know, not right. Yep. Yeah. You know, and for a lot sure. of times, you know, nowadays we're depending too much on. Oh, I'll use my yeah, cell phone. No, big mistake. Doesn't work. Yeah. 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 The cell phone's probably one of the for even hiking. If you guys are hiking, um, backpacking, I think the cell phone's the least thing you should rely on. Yeah. I would suggest. Always have a normal compass, obviously, and know where you're know what you're doing. That's the yeah. thing. Like you need to know, like, okay, I'm going north. So that means I need to go south when I get out, right? You need to understand that. Yeah. Look at a map beforehand. I'm starting here, going here. When we were up north camping um this past year at Sean and Tammy's, I went on that little walk at some point. I took a hike, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm just gonna go out and take some pictures of nature, take the good camera, went out. Got on a trail and I started thinking like I don't really know this trail. I mean, I, I saw really bear going? scat, right? And I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not too scared of the black bear, but I'm just saying, I didn't know which way the trail was going. And mm -hmm. after like 40 minutes, I'm like, is this still going out or am I doing a loop? Yeah. Right? Because that's a there's two different issues here. If it's still going out, I got a big problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, yeah. but luckily <laughs> I did find the map and then it looped. But then I started thinking, I don't even know what the entrance was called because I wasn't paying attention, oh, right, yeah. to the entrence. So I don't know if that meant you – know, and then you have to make a decision. Do I backtrack yep. or, or do I, I keep, keep going? going? Am I closer and you could, if I keep you going? could be 30 yards from where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. You've got to backtrack no three idea. miles. <laughs> you have no idea. So, you know, all this being said, I was just going to show this real quick because I thought it was interesting. But Gerber has a, a Bear Grylls Ultimate Kit. So this is perfect. This gets you – like this should be in your bag at all times. Actually, I do carry one of these in my bag I had for a while. But look – a flashlight, a whistle, not a big flashlight, a whole bunch of matches, and these matches aren't normal. They're like they're sparklers, like the and they go, okay. they take a long time. They have rope, the nylon you guys spoke of. They have fishing stuff if you had to eat and you got to catch fish. I mean, these are important things. Mm -hmm. Like when you watch alone 
or naked and afraid. These are the things that people wish they had at Mosul, but in, in alone yeah. they have this. This mm-hmm. is the stuff they brought. And these fishing things and all this give you that ability to survive. Uh, and this little knife is huge. This this does a lot of things. This yeah. is not just a normal knife. So I would suggest carrying this in your pack at all times. It's only fifty two bucks. This is probably a great deal to buy. It's got a whistle. It's got a, it's got a guide on how to survive. A mini guide. <laughs> there you go. And that's important because you 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 know you think oh I could just build a shelter, but this actually tells you how to do it in a mini way. And we've had this before in here. And yeah. I remember reading these, and it was amazing that thing which you could do yeah. with it. Um, I recommend doing that, and then I'd also recommend, like, you know, if you're serious about just having, being, protecting yourself, I would definitely carry uh, a large uh, portion knife, whether it's one of these two, I don't, it doesn't matter, but I'm saying these knives are made for other stuff. Example, the back end of this knife can break glass, it can do different things. You can fish, you could attach this to a spear. This one's got the holes for a spear. You can actually attach it to it and use it. Mm-hmm. So I, this is something I would carry. I have this knife, and I would carry this knife and this kit. This kit I carry all the time. It's already in my bag. I just leave it there. Yeah, you yeah. forget it's there. I don't take yeah. this all the time, but that's because in Michigan I'm not really going anywhere. But if I did go out west or I went anywhere, even like northern Canada, I would definitely have that knife on in my yeah. pack. And I did when we went bear hunting to protect Well, that's like, mm. like when I was up in Quebec bear hunting. Literally, you could walk 20, 25 yards and turn around and look. You, you can't see. It's yeah. woods. And that's one of the things that, you know, when you're orientating yourself, if you're walking like you're doing a trail or you're walking or something, you should stop and turn around and look behind you all the time. Mm-hmm. Because if you walk straight line on a trail or whatever you are for a half a mile and never look behind you, when you turn around and start walking back, you don't it, you it looks completely yeah. different. But if you constantly are looking behind you and looking for landmarks, it's then when you when you do start backtracking, you say, oh, yeah, I, I remember this, yeah, I remember that. this, I remember this. Absolutely. You know? So that's that's a good practice that uh, Toivo Mackey taught me. <laughs> Toivo. <laughs> the, old, the old Finlander that we t- when we used to go to the UP. He walked me and my buddy out in the woods one time. We were just following him like a caboose, you know. <laughs> And he Wherever gets out, he he, we get out in the middle of nowhere, and he goes, okay, get me out of here. <laughs> and we both we both looked, like, another, lesson, another lesson learned. We both yeah. looked at him, he's like, what the shit kind of God hunters are you? <laughs> he goes, what if I have a heart attack out here? How are you going to get out of here, you know? And we were like, we looked at each other like, Good he's point. right. You yeah. Know? So whenever I walked with them from that day on, I always had my compass. I keep looking which way we're going. I'd look yep. behind me because every time he'd say which way's out, I'd be like, yeah, that, that way. way. Yeah, that's crazy. So I remember so. yeah, going out with like hunting with my dad. I mean, when I was little, I, the only thing I was looking at is his footsteps to step yep. right where he steps. Mm-hmm. Couldn't uh, care less of the tree, yeah. that, you know, the you know tr- good tree marker that we just passed or mm-hmm. anything. Just yeah, following him out. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, that and that brings up another thing: teaching your kids how to do this. Because mm-hmm. nowadays, yeah. these kids are all dependent on technology. You need to teach them how to use a compass and how to build a shelter and mm-hmm. how to do the things that, you know, maybe you learned from your dad as a kid or you learned from scouting or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, make a game of it. It helps you, too, because the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Absolutely. The one I like the most is the blood trail game. <laughs> finding the deer yeah. I kind of love that one, one all yeah. the time. finding the deer that was probably my favorite one but yeah you're right no I mean 
Uh, that that was one of the things about owning your own land is cool. If you own your land or a lease or something that you can take your kids out all the time, because you're right, that's a great time to practice and do that stuff. You know, like you said, that's a great one that Toivo did. Just all right, now get me out, right? Yeah. And then you know how to get out, but they, you know, maybe they weren't paying attention. But that's a good, really good starting learning point to say that because then you're like, oh yeah, how do I get out of here, right? I should know that. Yeah. And you just don't think that way, you know. It's mm-hmm. like you're you're one minded, like oh this guy's in charge. But what if you had a heart attack? Like you said, what if something happened or mm-hmm. you fell off a tree? Uh, you know, Jay Dumas told the story on here before, but his dad fell off a tree stand and impaled himself, and Jay Ooh. had to get him out of the woods. And you know, I mean, his dad's not really talking about how to get out, right? He, so he had to figure out himself. This is many years ago when he was younger, but. Mm-hmm. His dad survived, but he got lucky. I mean, oh, literally, wow. Jay had to, like, it was, like, 14 or 15 at the drive into the hospital. Oh you know, I'm just saying, wow. it's a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, stuff. You don't know yeah. what's going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. You're in the woods. You don't know. I mean, you could fall yourself and impale yourself, and you're on your own. you got to figure out how to bandage yourself <laughs> or whatever, you know. Um, Have you ever been lost? Or? Uh, no. I mean, I always hunt, like, family property. I mean, every, mm-hmm. every spot that yeah. I've always been in, you know. Maybe it's time to get lost. Maybe it's time to get lost. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, with all the stuff you guys, all the trips you guys take, I mean, it it could happen, you know? I mean. Uh, Well, that that would be fun, though. Like, I think it'd be fun to go out and, like, teams of two and do that, like, experience wild-type stuff. I Mm -hmm. think it'd be cool to, like, go out and, you know, like John and I talked about doing that a long time ago. We were going to go to the UP or somewhere and, like, I would film him surviving, whereas then, you know, I would still be in communication with the base yeah. camp, but he wouldn't be allowed to be do it. But <laughs> it would be fun to do this stuff, to use these things, to, mm-hmm. to learn and videotape that process for someone who gets lost and say, hey, you're lost. You know, yeah. obviously he's not truly lost because I'm with him, but if he, the whole really goal would was. be to be like, all right, you're lost. Just imagine you're lost. Just play this game. Let's try it, right? Let's film it and see, you know, how would you use these things, right? Mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting if you put yourself in that perspective and try to you go really for it, it. yeah, just yeah. like if you and Chad went, with, you know, could he handle it? He'd probably scream like a little girl and run. <laughs> He's the one that would get us lost. Yeah. He was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, well, I guess we, we've done some uh, upland hunting in the UP before that we just, you know, started walking. Uh-huh. And we got, and kind of stopped. We're like, all right, let's 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 head back. And we're like, which way is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but... Like you said, we were relying on our phone, though. We had a map yeah. on our phone, but mm. what if the phone died? Big what mistake. If, yeah, we didn't At least carry GPS, so. too, and a compass. Yeah. Yeah. GPS is a pretty dang good. I'm not going to lie. Garmin does a great job. But, you know, again, it's a battery-operated machine. If you don't have a backup or a solar panel to charge it or anything like that, yeah. you could be in trouble. Could so fail. you just got to be prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if it does have a massive failure, which probably doesn't happen much, but it, it, I'm not, you know, I, they're mostly waterproof nowadays and everything anyway. Yeah. But. You're right. I mean, you can never beat a state or compass. There's no way around it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just a that's just a norm. I think you should have. But um. the funny thing you talk about upland hunting. One one other quick story. So we were I was upland hunting with a buddy of mine in the UP, mm-hmm. and we just decided we were going to go out in the morning, and we were actually kind of looking for this area that this guy had told us about. But we were hunting our way, so we yeah. literally we started eight in the morning, and we walked till we hunted all. Like till three in the afternoon. <laughs> wow! And we're just walking. Yeah. We had his dog with us. You know, we're so taking our time. The dog a yeah, bit too, yeah, we're doing. Yeah. And same thing. We sat down. We're like, where the heck are we? Which way do we you go know? back? <laughs> now we knew how to get back if we went the same way we came, mm-hmm. but we knew that was going to be about a four-hour walk. You Probably know, closer to keep. And yeah. we yeah. knew we knew it. So I had I had this map with me of the area, but when you're in the middle of the woods with a map. 
What good yeah. is it, right? Where's the tree that <laughs> so, we're next chance to? I've never yeah. lost. <laughs> so, so we sit down. We sit down. That's how you find birds. <laughs> this, is, this is the amazing thing. We sit down. I got this map. And we're trying to decide, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to backtrack the way we came? Or do we keep going? Or, yeah. you know, we think it's this way and everything. So I'm sitting here looking at the map. The dog is laying down sleeping because he's dead <laughs> he's tired, tired, you know. Yeah. We're, we're, we're beat. And all of a sudden, I look over, and like 10 yards away from me, there's this thing sticking out of the ground. I go, what the heck is that? I walk over, and they had one of those markers that marked, you know, like on the, I had the section map, you know? Yeah. And it, I look at it, I go, it's got north, east, south, west, and it's got the numbers on it. And I had wow. the map. So I'm like, like, right I'm like I know where we are. <laughs> but but this, that's probably the only time in my life I ever even <laughs> seen one of those in the woods. But oh, they're yeah. out there. Huh. There's survey stakes out there, but they're all uh, covered up and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, you know? they're they're old, there for years. Like this yeah. was like like a miracle that I saw this <laughs> thing, you know. And and as it turned out, we were like like You're less right. than a mile away from a road that we knew we could get back on, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we took the road home. <laughs> That's so funny. But that was just total dumb luck, man. Yeah. Well, that happens sometimes. <laughs> but I, I did have yeah. a map with me. I had a section so, map. Yeah, I had a section map with me. and it was, lucky you didn't know, get wet. You're lucky yeah. it didn't yeah. disintegrate in front of you. Well, it was a warm, nice, it was a beautiful day for hunting, man. Yeah. It was like one of the perfect days. Yeah, that's what so. a story. But I have a funny one, actually, real quick, I'll say. I know Brian told this one on the podcast before, but so we were, we actually went exploring. This is after the Magellan incident, but this is, we went exploring this one area. And during that process, there was a, uh, trail they call the locals call the pheasant trail and during that process uh of exploring we uh got lost you know and trying to find this trail where supposedly these monster deer come whatever you know <laughs> this, these stories you know yeah right but anyway um so long story short i uh i was we, we got lost and then we came up to this like area, an open area, and I'm like, "Oh, and I'm leading." I'm like, "Let's go through here." And I look, and I see two kids on a trampoline, way out there. But you know, like on a, we're in the back of a yard. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Hey," you know, and they're like, <laughs> they <probably> scream. <laughs> <laughs> they ran, they ran full speed up to the house, and this bulldog comes out, oh. like like an American bulldog. It's running, and I'm like, "This is bad." Yeah. I'm like, "This looks so shady." I'm in the back, and you know, him oh, and me are in the back gosh. of this these kids' yards. Two little girls jump on a trampoline, right? Gosh. And they they run to the front. For, they did the right thing, you know, to tell their parents. Their parents are like, "What is going on? Who are these yeah. shady characters in the back?" Of, you know, it's like. <laughs> 200 yards out in the back of our edge of our land, their bulldog comes running up, you know, and it stops. It's like, it stops like it comes, I mean, it's coming fast. I'm like, this is not good, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to get attacked by this bulldog. So it goes, it stops about 15 yards away. It's like, you know, I'm like, oh man, this is so bad. So I start backing up, right? And I'm like, Brian, I'm like, what do I do? It's locked on me. He's like, don't move. He's like, move back slow. Right, so he's he's like I'm here, he's here. So I, I'm like okay, so I'm <laughs> I'm talking to him and I'm backing out and I'm going like this, right? And, he, <laughs> and I get like right here. He, he just goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes. Okay, no, I'm gonna back out. He turns and I'm already gone. Like, <laughs> I was like, whoosh. I, I was like, 
It's like when a bear's chasing you, you don't have day. to run fast. You just got to run faster than the other guy. That's what I was always told. I didn't know there was any issue with that. That is basically the, one of the funny stories. He's to this day, I'll never live it down. He's like, dude, he was, you left me for dead. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was locked on me. It was like, Rawr. I mean, that was so scary. I'm like, I'm like, this is not good. And I, I was just trying to talk to the parents, but they're so far up there. You couldn't even communicate, uh-huh. you know, and this dog's now between us. So it's not like we can walk up there and like say, hey, I'm sorry, we're lost. Yeah, can we just, just cut through, uh, get to the road? So then we have to go back and get lost again. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we know there's a house there, so maybe we just edge it until we, and that's what we did. We ended up getting out, but like, I didn't know what to do. And even last year, I was up at the, the local park here on my bike and I got lost. You know, you can always get that area once you get in if you don't know it well. I was biking. Mm-hmm. And I got lost, and I was by myself on my bike, and I ended up in someone's yard, and I'm like, "That's it, I, I don't care, I'm going out, right? Oh. Big deal, call yeah. the cops, I'm lost." So I'm I went lost, straight out. Sure enough, I get out, I get right to the front of the house, and the guy's like standing in the driveway cleaning his car. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm like so lost. I had to cut through your yard. He's like, "Oh, no problem." I'm like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm like, I'm yeah. not staying in here because there's mosquitoes now. They're starting to, you know, it's all the summer. I mean, it's getting bad. I'm like, I got to mm-hmm. get out. I got to yeah. get out now. Yeah, mosquitoes get bad back there. Yeah, it was really bad. But uh, anyway, well, yeah, so again, if you're doing survival stuff, you know, um, just be careful. Take your time. Make sure you are uh, really thinking about what you're taking out there with you. And uh, just be safe. That's all you can really do. And, um, you know, teach your kids, teach your kids, get people involved now, Uh, get out hunting, get kids shooting bows. That's the most important thing. But if you're bow hunting again, have these things with you, protect yourself and your family uh, in the field. Um, Yeah, and that's it. So, special thanks to Rax Inc. for sponsoring the Bowhunter Plant Podcast, Vanguard Outdoors. Check out Vanguard Online and Rax Inc., they sell some really cool things. And a special thanks to Tinks Hunting and Dead Down Wind for sharing this podcast today. And, uh, hey, have a great week and, oh, and weekend since we're coming up to that. So enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Bowhunter Planet podcast online at bowhunterplanet.com with your host, Team BHP. Check us out on Facebook at Bowhunter Planet. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>